I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and pray that you and I can encourage each other to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. Imagine with me that you had the opportunity to download an app that would teach you everything you need to know about living a successful human life. This app provides you with the exact and specific steps to design and find your life of love, peace, joy, and hope just when you need it, and soul prosperity that removes every obstacle that's keeping you from experiencing and enjoying a complete and satisfying human life. It's simply called the Owner's Manual, a guide for abundant life. And it's not the kind of app where you just read through and scroll endlessly or watch videos continually. You have the ability to interact with the creator of the app in real time. You get to ask questions. You can request explanations for the parts that you don't understand. There's a lively back and forth because it's highly responsive. As soon as you send in your question or comment, the app gets back to you right away. As time passes and you're using this app all day, all throughout the day, your app becomes a digital companion. As you learn and grow, it's right there with you through the good times and the bad. You become increasingly convinced that even though you can't see the face of the one who's responding and who's so reliable and dependable in your life, you just come to a place where you believe and rest in the fact that you're never truly alone. Lately, I've been spending some time reading the book of 1 Peter in the Bible, and the idea for this app came to mind because in the first chapter, Peter writes this. He says, what a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him, this father, our master, Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And that future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming where you'll have it all, life healed and whole. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold in the fire comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out, but genuinely proved. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith not your gold, that God will have on display of evidence of his victory. You never saw him, but yet you love him. And you still don't see him, but you trust in him still with laughter and singing because you kept on believing. You'll get what you're looking forward to, total salvation. That's in First Peter beginning in verse 3. Check it out. I was reading from the message translation. But isn't that something? What a treasure trove of promises right there for you and me. And the conclusion of the matter, total salvation. Now that's a word that literally means preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. And those are the factors that steal our joy and cause us to believe we're all alone when we feel unprotected, harmed, ruined, or we've lost something precious, or we long for something precious that we feel we may never have. These are the human experiences that cause us to ask those hard questions, to seek guidance, and to doubt if we'll ever be able to figure out this thing called life before it's too late. 
Now, Peter was writing to the faithful exiles of the early church. And hang on to that word, the faithful exiles of the early church, the people of the way, as they were called, who were following Jesus's teachings, many, if not all, at great cost, yet still they found joy and a way to persevere and continue to live out Jesus' love and shine God's light in such a way that you and I are still right here learning and growing in faith because of their testimonies and teachings passed down through the generations, the ones like we read and learn from in the book of First Peter and all throughout every page of Scripture. Now, I wasn't raised in the church. And that's an expression that means that I found my relationship with God on my own, mostly when I was past my early developing years. As a teenager, I had my Bible. It was a gift, a single Bible I had there, a gift from a woman who drove the carpool to the insurance company where I worked. I I worked after school to help care for my mother and support my siblings. And for half the day, I went to school, but I carpooled to this insurance company afterwards. And she gave me this Bible, and I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, here is a book that may help you to understand the truth about your worth and how much God loves you. Now, at the time, after all I'd been through, and it was a lot, and all the responsibilities I felt I had no choice but to carry out, I honestly felt that I personally had no worth. And if there was a God, he was unfair, he was uncaring, he was abusive and unavailable when I needed him the most, just like my earthly parents. But I'm so glad I didn't let that stop me from beginning to read that book. I honestly felt as though... I'd been given an owner's manual for human life. I remember feeling that as a teenager, holding that book in my hands. This is an owner's manual. And of course, I had more questions than understanding. But as I read and trusted that this was something good and different and right, as I read through those pages every day, I felt at times like I wouldn't be able to put it down because the more I read, the more I realized how wrong I'd been about God, about how he loves and how he leads. I especially loved reading through the Gospels because there I learned about the most kind, compassionate, good and joyful person I'd ever heard of. That's how I first learned about who Jesus really was. And as I got to know him through the scriptures, I met God and he taught me how to pray. I'm sharing this with you because there are some people who feel that reading the Bible is just a nice optional part of the Christian life. But that perspective is seriously flawed. And it costs a lot to make that decision. Because when you and I understand the reason why God provided the scriptures, it would be insane to try and live this life without the Bible, without the scriptures every day. It's like the food we eat and seek and the water that we need to survive. The Bible is just like this in the life of those who believe. It's superfood for the soul. It's alive and it's supernatural, powerful. As one of my faith mentors, Dallas Willard, taught me, it was the Bible was produced and preserved by God through competent human beings who were at least as devout and intelligent as you and I are today. It's a gift to and through the church, not the scholars. And as we allow it to nourish our souls, these spiritual seeds are sown into our lives, the fabric of our existence. As we pray, it's like watering those seeds with living water. And as we live life, do life with God in awareness of his ever-present love and care, our lives begin to produce a harvest that overflows out into the world, a harvest of love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the evidence of God's Spirit working and living within us. The Bible was never intended to be treated like an academic scholarly device, just as a love letter shouldn't be treated as academic. And that's really amazing. It's really amazing how responsive the Word of God is, how alive it is, where you can find wisdom for every topic of human life. I'm, hu- I'm living proof. There is no topic I've ever faced where I haven't found wisdom and guidance through the Word and through conversational prayer and community with others in the family of faith. It becomes a living human owner's manual. And that doesn't mean my life is perfect. Trust me, my life is far from perfect. You have any questions about that? Just ask my therapist. No, my life is not perfect, but I have this anchor. And to me, it's like having that app that I mentioned before, reading the Bible, whether you're actually reading it on the app or you prefer the actual scriptures or listening to the scriptures. I love all the versions. But what's so beautiful is what happens in your soul when you approach the Bible with childlike faith, believing it's God's gift, especially to and for you, to lead you into the life he wants for you. Yes, just as Linda said to me, it's a way for you to understand the truth about your worth and how much God loves you. It's that childlike faith that leads to a life without lack, a soul prosperity. And then you can, as you grow in faith and interact with your creator, you can get to know him in a way that transforms your perspectives on all that you're going through. Jesus was so clear about this in John 17. He said, this is eternal life, that you and I would know God and the one who he sent. And that right there is the heart motive that is necessary for us to feel that nourishment from the word of God, the spiritual seeds, that superfood for the soul that comes from interacting with the word of God so you can know and love God more, not to get something from God like he's a vending machine, but to know him and love him more. We've all been in a relationship from time to time, whether professional or personal, where you know the person just shows up because they need something or they want something. But if we have a heart toward God, it's not about needing and wanting. It's about just enjoying and doing life with and learning from and growing and going together. The journey of it all, that's where we start to experience that soul prosperity The Bible with the right heart motive allows us to ask the questions, journal out our questions, request explanations for the answers and parts that we don't understand. And as we grow in this living and loving relationship with God, overflowing his love, shining his light into our everyday lives, even through adversity, by faith, you will come to see that he is so highly responsive. That's one of the things you'll find as you go through the scriptures is that God is a God of details. He cares about every single tiny component of your life and mine. He loves us so much. So as you read the scriptures, as you learn and grow, just know there's no wrong way to do it. Just spend time with your heavenly father. He's always right there through the good times and the bad. You'll become increasingly convinced that even though you can't see the face of the one responding, as Peter was writing about in 1 Peter chapter 1, you'll come to a place in time as you live out this habit you come to a place where you'll believe and find rest in the fact that you're never truly alone 
Thank you so much for keeping me company for a little while today. For more encouraging resources, please stop by my website. It's juniefelix.com. There you'll receive updates on my project with my publisher, NavPress, and you can even pre-order and you'll receive a free gift when you do. It's called You Are Worth the Work Moving Forward from Trauma to Faith.